Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Horror versus Reality. I'm Anastasia. And uh, this is Morgan. Hello. And today's episode is 2015's Child 44 versus Andre Chikatilo. Aw, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's a creep. He's... So grotesque. So much more than a creep. Yeah, there's there's just an awful lot that's disgusting about him. Um, and I'd like to say that he's not. Look, I know I said, I know, I know, I know I said that this wouldn't strictly be a cannibalism episode. And it's <laughs> And it's not, but there is a little bit. Yeah, we're and, just doing a run of cannibals. You know, I never meant it to be that way. And I mean, there wasn't a ton of cannibalism and there's a secret in my soup. True. You know, they just in the film, they fed the old guy some of her. <laughs> you know, no big deal. He was a meth addict. Yeah. <laughs> They're not real people. I'm, <laughs> I'm so kidding. I'm obviously, obviously joking. Obviously joking. Cannibals. Cannibals. Yes. Um, so there will be some of that. And uh, uh, sorry, not sorry. Just get used to the fact that serial killers and murderers sometimes go off the deep end, and cannibals are just kind of interesting. What what gets you to that place, you know? Yeah, pure animalistic rage. The very idea of biting into living flesh mm. freak, freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
Um, okay, so like I said, we watched Child 44. So, Morgan, I was bored. This movie was boring to me. How do you feel about this film? It was pretty action-packed. And I will say that Tom Hardy was not bad on the eyes at all. Um, (laughs) I'm a big Tom Hardy fan. (laughs) Um, He is a good actor. I... I'm not into his shape. Mm. He is kind of a muscly, um, fit, buff fellow. And I like my men on the skinny side. The skinny ones. But my boyfriend would tell you that he's fat now. He's definitely oh, not. He's, he's definitely not fat. He's definitely not, but he would joke that he is. What really, it really just means that he's, like, in a proper, like, weight range now, honestly. (laughs) Well, Tom Hardy is a beefcake. And, I mean, I like the movie, but if you're looking at it at a point of this is kind of loosely based on the, um, you know, the serial killer... Andre Chikatilo, I would not say at all. Like, they're. It is loosely. Very loosely. Very loosely. See, I liked the whole spy kind of thing where they're hiding stuff and they have to hide their stuff in the woods and all that. Like, that was kind of exciting for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just obsessed with Tom Hardy. <laughs> Maybe. And, like, I personally love Gary Oldman. He played General Nesterov. But. <sighs> How about okay. Raisa? Do you like the Raisa? <laughs> oh, you mean Numi Rapace? I happen to love Numi Rapace. Yes. She is um, the main character in Prometheus. Yes, and in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yes, the original Swedish series of films, not the two-off that America has made. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she was great in it. She, yes, she was. Oh, God. What, what the hell is the uh, chick's name in the, those books? Fuck. Uh, I can't remember. I read all these books a few years ago. Lisbeth Salander. Haha. Yeah. She she was a great, a fantastic Lisbeth. Fantastic. That yeah. was the first thing I ever saw Numi Rapace in. Yeah, I didn't the even know they were the same people, to be yeah, honest. They are. they are, yeah. Um, and you know what I think is a shame? In this film, they dye her hair blonde and put blue contacts on yeah. her. That's why I didn't recognize her. But her eyes are so dark that it's, like, obviously contacts. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't know. She's, she's like, a you know, a raven-haired Swedish 
beauty with big like brown doe eyes why on earth would you whitewash her i mean she's a white woman but you know what i mean why would you like hitler youther make her (laughs) blonde and blue-eyed seriously why why don't hitler youther (laughs) yeah That's, you know, I like to call, like, my natural hair color is blonde. It's yours. It's your natural hair color, too, right? Uh, it's, like, mousy brown. Mousy brown? Okay, I thought... Why did I think you were a natural blonde? Did I imagine uh, that? I don't know. I used to dye my hair blonde, like, a way long time ago. That was before maybe you met me. Maybe that's what I'm getting a mix-up with from, like, I old had, like, Facebook pictures or something. Yeah, I had, like, maroon hair when you met me. I remember. <laughs> and bangs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. you did. I had short red hair. Yeah, you had bright red hair. Yeah, I. Well, that's my hair. Um, color changes. Um, with my mood, almost. What color is it? Uh, right now it's like yeah. a, a turquoise aqua shade. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. It looks good. I'm I'm kind of obsessed with it, and it's fading in certain ways that are like um, kind of mermaidy. Mm. So um, you know, tweens would love my hair right about now. <laughs> <laughs> that slaps. <laughs> yeah. Right? I Did have... I say right, kids? <laughs> um, I I guess you could. I I guess that's right. <laughs> Look, we're we're old and decrepit. I'm kidding. We're not that old, but I, I am staring down the barrel of 32, though. So close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like two months, about two months. Woo! Two months, and 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 <laughs> I can't talk. It'll be two months from now, as of Saturday. So you need a birthday episode. Yeah. I don't know what we'll do. Maybe it'll be something fun that's out of constraints. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're playing it by ear. Stay tuned. (laughs) Yes. So, um, uh, okay. Back to Child 44 before we uh, got sidetracked. Because we do that, you know? Always. So, yes, um, we've got, like, like Morgan was going on and on about. <laughs> it's Tom Hardy. It's <laughs> Tom Hardy as Leo Dimidoff. Uh, Gary Oldman as General Mikhail Nesterov. Numi Rapace as Reza. Uh, Joel Kinnaman as Vasily. Patty Considan as Vladimir Malikvich. Fares Fares. I, I, that might not be how you pronounce his name, but his first name is the same as his last name. Yeah. And frankly, I just that, realized that. <laughs> frankly, that's just tragic. Um, but he played Alexei Andreev. Um, <clears throat> that is not a complete cast and crew, but those are the, like, the main cast. Anyway, um, so this was directed by Daniel Espinoza. But it has a famous producer in Ridley Scott, who we kind of just mentioned um, uh, when I brought up Prometheus. 
So that's kind of also a link between um, him and Numi Rapace, because those are two projects that they both were involved in. Um, what I was talking about earlier, though, with like this movie being slow and kind of boring to me, it wasn't as bad as this, but it reminded me of when I saw another project of Ridley Scott's, which was um, Robin Hood. His version of Robin Hood that he did with Russell Crowe. Mm. Um, let's see, what year was that? Maybe 2010, 2011? Yeah, 2010. 2010? Ooh, I'm good. I'm good. Good. You know what? You know how I track shit like that in my mind. It's really sad. <laughs> I'm like, who did I see it with at the movie theater? Because depending on what guy was with me depends on like the time frame. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really like that Robin Hood. I mean, well, I'm a fan of Men in Tights, so. Yeah, which is funny. <laughs> This is not that. This is a dramatic um, interpretation of Robin Hood. And not a particularly romantic one, like the uh, one with Costner. No, no, no. Oh, this, yeah. This is a little more macho, but it just drags and drags. I paid money to see this movie in theaters. And in my life, I've only walked in... I've only walked in... <sighs> In my life, I've only walked out of two films. It was Robin Hood. This one? This one, yes. With Russell Crowe? With Russell Crowe. Fighting around the world. Yeah, I (laughs) fucking walked out on this film angrily. I was that bored. Um, The other one would be when I was three years old and I walked out of Free Willy. Hold on, did you just say you were three years old and you walked out of a movie? Uh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Did <laughs> I, you just like wander I, away, or were you like, "This I, is not a good movie"? Like my, I went with my grandma. Just, my, <laughs> just my grandma. My grandma took me to see Free Willy, and I like, just like, I guess there wasn't anyone on the other side. Like she was on one side of me, but there wasn't other people on the other side. You know. And I guess I just walked down the aisle and just kind of started walking out and was like, Grandy, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> You're a critic at three. It's pretty yes. amazing. Yes. I come by it honestly. <laughs> if you had ever met my father, you would, uh, you would get that. <laughs> Grammy, we're leaving. Had enough of this crap. Oh, no, no, not Grammy. That's, oh. what, that's what my niece calls my mother. <laughs> okay. Grandy. Oh, Grandy. Now, oh, that's even better. Grandy, we're leaving. We're getting out of here. I hate this movie. And then you like toss some popcorn on the floor and you're three. Mm-hmm. I threw it on the ground. Threw it on the ground. Um, yeah, no, uh, I didn't even get to pick that name for her. She chose it for herself. Oh. I guess <laughs> like you earn that rite of passage to choose your name. I don't feel like it. Like, my mama, do you think she would have picked that? Well, Andrew's grandfather, who I love, he picked his name, and he named himself Grand Poot because he didn't want to be an old fart. (laughs) That's hilarious. Everybody calls him Grand Poot. He's amazing. That's hilarious. I love him. 
I don't have I I would have loved to have had like a special relationship with one of my grandfathers, but my um paternal grandfather was pretty depressed throughout most of my childhood. And I mean, I've got some good memories, but it's mostly just him talking about like work in the 50s or like church stories. He didn't he never really talked about the Korean War much. And then he would tell you the same stories all over and over again. And then he'd hand you like uh, Werther's. <laughs> I'm just being I'm just being honest. Wow. And then like we don't even need to go into my paternal grandfather. Let's just say he was never in my father's life. Thus he was never in mine. Yeah, I won't go into the drama of my my family. <laughs> yeah, no, really, we could make another podcast just on our family dysfunctions. Yeah, writing a book. If my yes. family's listening, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I need to wait until some more people die, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being honest. I, I I feel like some people would get their knickers in a wad over certain things. Oh, oh, you're gonna publish that book? Huh? What about a a Worthers? Would you like a Worthers, little girl? <laughs> does this, does this distract you from your grievances? <laughs> yeah. Now go run and play with your 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 friends. <laughs> I don't know why your grandfather is taking on an accent. No, my grandfather was a, a, a great guy. Um, the creepier parts of my family are uh, not him. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It's I'm glad not... you have a good Werther memory of him. Nice. Yeah, like I've got like fond memories, but like I, I didn't get a lot of time with him. I don't feel like I mean, I'm he did. He didn't die until I was, you know, like in my early 20s. But um. I don't know. I just, I spent way more time with my grandmother during then. Maybe I should have, like, been trying to talk to my grandfather more. I don't know. But um, I feel like, I feel like maybe he would have been annoyed or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he had some uh, stories like Chikatilo that he didn't want to tell you about Korea. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Uh, I <laughs> really, really hope that my grandfather wasn't secretly a monster that tore people from their neck to their vagina. Well, for some reason, no one could tell that Chikatilo was a psycho, even though he's like a diddler and a freaking weirdo to begin with. That's true. Well, people were, were like, people were definitely repelled by him. No, like he was not well liked. Yeah, any, he was bullied all the time <laughs> at any of his jobs. Yeah, um, especially the children. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was bullied in high school. Like, I'm not. Um, and as a child, I'm just not surprised by those things at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So I'm just gonna give you a brief overview. The film doesn't really even get into the serial killer nature of it until, like, the second half, honestly. Um, so it takes place in 1950s Soviet Russia. Um, Soviet Russia. Soviet Russia. Mother Russia. <laughs> USSR. 
I'm going to not do a um, Vladimir Smirnoff joke. I'm going <laughs> to resist the urge to make one of those. Why not? Because there's people who know about this podcast in Russia. No one from Russia has listened yet, but they know about it. I've looked at the analytics. I know one phrase in Russian, and it is a terrible thing to say. Uh, <laughs> and my Russian friends taught me that it means something completely different than it really meant. And oh, that's not yeah, cool. yeah, they were all so funny. Um, so for our Russian listeners, my Russian friends taught me the phrase and they told me it meant I am just now learning, like as in Russian, um, turns out it means I want to suck your dick. (laughs) Lovely. And I said it to a table full of Russian businessmen. Because holy cow, <laughs> when I was waiting tables, I was like, Oh, I know a Russian phrase, and this was like a year after they taught me. And I mean, I remembered it because they drilled it into my head and thought I said it so funny. <laughs> yeah, they all like choked on their food and stuff. Um, it was pretty great, they tipped me very well. Luckily, none <laughs> of them tried to take me to the bathroom, but yeah, oh my god, yes, oh, very amazing. embarrassing. That's amazing, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, friends. I love I love your random stories like that. <laughs> yes, it was very good. Duh. Yes. <laughs> we've we've led interesting lives. <laughs> hmm So we're in 1950s Soviet Russia, and Tom Hardy's character, Leo Demidov has been made a secret police agent. And um, basically, they um, accuse his wife of being a dissident because a lot of people in the school that she works at have become dissidents. And so um, they want him to investigate her. And he does. And he's like, you know, she's not guilty. She's innocent, and then they're like, well, now you're both traitors, and <laughs> and they exile them to this, like, grim little provincial outpost, and um, Leo and Reza uh, start working with General Mikhail Nesterov, which, like I said, is Gary Oldman, um, to capture a serial killer. This is the... <clears throat> Andre Chikatilo type. It's based on Andre Chikatilo, but they do not use that name at all. It has, you know, a fictional name. Um, but anyway, they're going after him who preys on young boys. In the film, he only preys on young boys. Um, in reality, Andre would kill anyone? Except much. for old men or men. Yeah, he kills, like, young boys, little, like, teenage girls, women of all ages, like, literally runs the gambit. Uh, You know, people as old as 45, uh, as young as eight. Oh, I got nine, but maybe, maybe eight. Um, His victim, Alexander Djakonov, 
who was born in uh, May or who was killed uh, May 11th, 1989. He was killed in Rostov City on his just the day after his eighth birthday. Oh my God, that's so sad. I know. Oh, baby. I know. Um, but yeah, so they join up with Nesterov to find the invest to you know investigate the killer and find him and um they also uh uncover a system-wide cover-up enforced by Vasily who's played by Joel Kinnaman and um who's also Leo's kind of rival throughout the film um honestly I don't feel like it gets more interesting than that little paragraph, which is sad. Yeah, but, I think I think I just really enjoyed Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, I think Morgan was just really enjoying the eye candy. Yeah, I'm like a fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's how I feel about every time I see um fuck, what's his name? Why do I, I don't even know his name? Why do I do this every time? I'm so sorry, James Spader. <laughs> look, I know how he looks now, but I just look at him and I remember how hot he was in the mid-80s. And he's forever young to me. That's how I feel about James Spader, guys. Yeah, what about Blacklist? Do you like him in that? Oh, yeah, he's great in Blacklist. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Secretary? I was about to say that. <laughs> yes. I love him in Secretary. He does really strange sexual things with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal. And it's great. It's just weird and great. And it's I love so it. Great. Yes. Um, you'd be hard pressed to talk about something that um, James Spader's been in that I don't like. <laughs> Including Starship Troopers. He was in that? Yeah, he's like the nerdy archaeologist dude. He's like one of the main characters. What? Really? Yeah, really. Trust me, I didn't watch this that long ago. I'm well. looking on the Google box. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to say Mark and I watched that like, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago. Maybe three months ago. I don't know. It's been fairly recently. Hold on. Starship Troopers or Stormship Troopers? Starship. I think. It, maybe Stormship? Hold on. 1997. Am I, getting, am I getting them wrong? Uh, are you sure? No. He was not on that. It's Starship Troopers. I said it right the first time. What? 90s. He's not in that. Yes, he is. James Spader? He's not in that. Yes, he is. No, he's not. No? No. That's not him. Yes, he is. He's definitely in that movie. (laughs) 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 Wait. Wait. Oh my god, I'm it's so wrong. Not I'm thinking, him. You're right. I'm thinking of a different movie. Not Starship Troopers. Stargate. Yeah, he's on Stargate. Not 
Yes. Starship Troopers is where I saw like Casper's boobs for the first time in the movie theater. Excellent. And lots <laughs> of giant cool bugs to kill. Frick, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So sorry, guys. I was thinking Stargate in my mind, but I kept saying Starship Troopers. And it took me a second to realize those are very different movies. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, because um, Gary Busey's son is in Starship Troopers. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Along with, uh, what's her name? Denise Richards. Um, Charlie Sheen's ex-wife. Yeah, and Neil Patrick Harris. Love him. Oh, he's barely in it, though. Yeah, he dies pretty soon, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if you haven't seen it in a movie from 1997. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? I feel like I'm not even going to apologize for old movies that people haven't seen anymore. Look, I know there's a lot of movies, and you can't see them all, but <sighs> I'm not going to spoiler alert for everything. Yeah. I just can't. This- Podcast is of spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, our podcast is a spoiler, so. Yeah, we should put that in our, like, our bio or whatever. I feel like that's obvious because our bio is we pick a part of film and (laughs) compare it to that real life thing. Like, if you think you're not getting a spoiler, you're delusional. Yeah, you idiots. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, but for real though, if that's not clear to you, I won't apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where were we on this movie, uh, this documentary mm. about how hot uh, Tom Hardy is? Um, I had told everyone that there wasn't really anything else to say about the movie. It kind of ends happily ever after. They get their, um, they get reinstated. Vasily gets taken down on the Andre Chikatilo type serial killer gets caught. Yeah, the bad guy dies. They get reinstated in their old jobs in the town that they used to live in. No, hold on. He doesn't get reinstated. He says, I will not take my job back, but I will take on being a detective. Remember? No, no, no. They offered him um, to bring him back, but they also offered him like a promotion. And he didn't take the promotion. Yeah, that's right. But then he said, I want to be a, like a cop. Yeah, which he kind of already was. Yeah. But yeah. no, he, uh, okay, no. He wanted... he became a murder investigator because they they didn't have any murder investigators. That's what I was going to because... say. He wanted to uh, open a homicide sec- like sector. In the yeah, place. because murder That's doesn't it. happen in paradise. No, well, yeah, according to uh, Stalin. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. the communist dream. <laughs> murder. We don't murder. We're communists. <laughs> I would never murder you, comrade. <laughs> comrade. And we're really sorry for these Go bad with. Russian accents. So if, bad. If, you, if you're Russian, we're very sorry. If you're Russian, I'd like to have vodka with you. If you are ever in the United States. Yes. You could drink me under the table. <laughs> Probably, but you'll be very, very impressed with the amount of vodka that my tiny body can handle. And you may be very amused by my puking in the bushes. <laughs> Maybe. It really depends on how many shots I've had. <laughs> <laughs>
and in how fast too because if i have a lot of something strong back to back to back to back i'm gonna be puking pretty soon but if i have if i'm able to like space it out at least a little bit throughout the night i am impressive I have impressive drinking abilities. I can I can handle my alcohol and liquor. I just get louder than my normal loud. Um, Me too. Me uh, too. I'm so annoying. Like I even annoy myself. Um, oh, no one would want us to both be at a party yet, drunk yeah, no. together. Then, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I can handle my alcohol. It's just like as I get older, the next day, ugh, I can't do oh, anything. I I'm dead the next day, absolutely. Yeah. I have to take like three ibuprofen and chug like five gallons of water before I sleep. And if I don't do that, then I'm dead for about 20, 29 hours later. Yeah, do for anything. sure. For sure. Um, so <clears throat> this will be where we take a small commercial break. Ooh. And now Morgan's going to talk about some awful things that Andre Chicatello did. Yes, I am. Um, so, Andre, uh, hold on, what is his full damn name? I want to get his full name and absolutely butcher it. <laughs> okay, maybe I don't have his full name. But Andre Chikatilo. 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 Andre Romanovich Chikatilo. So he was and is still one of the most well known and most prolific serial killers that came out of Russia and probably still today. Um, Mm -hmm. That came out of the Soviet Union. Um, Like we were saying earlier, there was no murder in paradise, but clearly the Soviets had it wrong. Or I should say the communists had it wrong because murder has happened (laughs) since the beginning of time. You okay there? You need me to call a, a ambulance? Don't throw up. Um, Are you throwing up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing. I'm sorry, Don't guys. I just choked is all. I just coughed. I'm it, it wasn't glad. supposed to be prolonged. <laughs> take, a, take a sip. Take a sip. Yeah, take a sip. Did you just aspirate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. That's fine. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you feel better. Thank you. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> so, so anyway, back to, <laughs> so back to the uh, Soviet era serial killer who came out of the Ukraine during the reign of the Soviet Union. Um. So Andrei Romanovich Chikatilo, also known as the Butcher of Rostov. Uh, the Red Ripper, the Rostov Ripper. Um, oh, he has a lot of names, uh, but he was born in um, 
the 16th of October, 1936, to uh, Roman, and I don't remember his mom's name, to be honest. Um, so he was born very poor and into a really hard and terrible, um, I don't know, Soviet living conditions of the time. His mother's uh, name is my name, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Anna. So Roman and Anna Chikatilo. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he was born to some peasants who in, they were in Ukraine and which was under the Soviet, the, um, Stalin Soviet Union. Um, and around that time, uh, the Ukraine was, um, in a giant famine caused by Stalin's rule to collectivize agriculture so everyone in the Ukraine, uh, ev like, were just forced to give up all of their food that they had produced and would send it to the entire Soviet Union um, to just be redistributed uh, to everybody. So a lot of them were left behind in the Ukraine, um, which led to mass starving, uh, mass death. I don't know how many people died, but a it, lot. <laughs> it was a lot, and I, uh, I want to say it was in the millions um, that died of starvation during this time. Um, it's not really <coughs> about. Um, it was, it was really, really bad. So, I mean, across the Ukraine, um, a lot of the peasants would be starving to death and would actually resort to cannibalism because that was the only way to survive. And with Chikatilo, he, when he was a baby and um, a young child, he would eat grass and leaves. So he was born in this, like, fight to survive or die. And around the age of five, his mom had told him that his older brother was eaten by villagers. Um, it's not substantiated. Um, they can't prove that she had a child because around that time, not everybody was being counted, especially in the Ukraine. Yeah. But that was a story that people would tell their children so they wouldn't go out at night or, you know, stay running around playing. It was, it's kind of like the boogeyman of their time. So Baba Yaga will get you. <laughs> Yes, so, I mean, it still had a massive effect on him and totally traumatized him, um, even though it may or may not have been real. But, I mean, this this starvation and him seeing people being shot, um, being killed, there were various air raids around this time because this is when the Germans were invading this area. Um, and the Nazi occupation came soon. So he was born in 1936. And then his father was called off to war. I think in like 1940. The, the early 1940s. Um, 
And during that time, only a couple weeks into fighting his father, Roman was taken um, into a Nazi prison camp. Um, And during that time, a sister was born in 1944. And it's suspected that his sister, um, Tatiana, was born out of rape uh, because... His dad was, yeah, she was born in 1943, but it was suspected that it was um, a rape because in that area, the Ukrainian women were being raped by Nazi soldiers and Chikatilo's father was in a Nazi um, camp, like a prison camp. So, I mean, there was no way for him to impregnate his wife and then go back, you know. So, and they don't think she was uh, messing around. That was like widespread Nazis raping the Ukrainian women. That's got to so, be the worst war rape to have. Like, you didn't just have a rape baby. You have a Nazi rape baby. Yeah, Nazi rape baby. I mean, that was like widespread. They would just go and decimate these areas and just rape the women Mm -hmm. um i mean it's the ultimate control and i mean chikatilo uh andre definitely had some residual mental um health problems from this because i mean he witnessed like air raids fires shootings bombings and very well he he could have seen his mom get raped because at this time they were living in a one room hut, um, <coughs> which after which, when she was pregnant, a Nazi came to and, and burned down their hut. So they were forced to sleep in ditches and cellars and eat leaves and dirt pretty much to survive. Um, and then he was a also a chronic bedwetter at this time. Uh, there's been various accounts that he had hydrocephalus, which is just water on the brain, which caused some neurological deficits. Uh, de- I mean, sorry, def- deficits. And, I mean, that could lead to the bladder problems and the chronic bedwetting. And Absolutely. later, his imp- impotence. Because he could not sustain an erection like we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah, he could not even get a chubby, like nothing, um, which is really shitty. I mean, now there's like... Viagra? Yeah, there's Viagra, but I mean, if it's a nerve issue, even Viagra I don't think would help. Mm, That's true. But there are implants... And they're really weird. I've never been with a man with an implant, but I've had to put a yeah, I've had to put a urinary catheter in a guy, and I was like, oh, he has a chubby, and I was like, oh, what is that? And he was like, oh, that's my implant. (laughs) I was like, oh, so you don't have an erection? (laughs) Thank Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. It's just permanent. Yeah. yeah permanent, semi-chubby. It's mm. very strange. It was really weird. But, yeah, I'm 
unfortunately, maybe this could have solved a lot of his uh, impotency, you know, like... Well, I mean, as big of a problem in his life as the impotency is, I feel like he still probably would have been just a terrible person. Yeah, he would have been a terrible person, but maybe he wouldn't have, like, raped all these babies. Yeah, and I mean, like... Because he could still ejaculate. He just couldn't... That's what's weird about, like, using the the term rape. It was, like, more like sexual assault, I guess. Since he couldn't, like, physically put his dick in anyone, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just call it rape because everything he did was just so fucking brutal. Like... True. I mean, no one was in good shape after... No. Hello <laughs> was done with them. They were I not will, in one piece. <laughs> no, I will say the good thing about this. Well, good. And, and per, you know, quotations. I mean, he would ask you if you wanted to go somewhere with him. And, I mean, if you said no, he didn't just take you and murder you. Like, he would just move on to the next person. You yeah. had to be willing to go with him to get murdered. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, hey, you want some bubble gum? Hmm? You want a fancy McDonald's french fry? Hmm? Come on back to my car. I need to put something in it. Oh, wait, no, that's Ted Bundy. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I knew Help that. Help me with my laundry. No. Mm. Um, I broke my arm, see? <laughs> I need help with my groceries, see? I, I don't know why. looking cat, see? I don't. I don't know why Ted Bundy just became like Bugsy, whatever. <laughs> Seagull. <laughs> that would have been so much better. That would have been be like get away from me, freak. <laughs> That'd be pretty comical if he talked like a mobster. Ma, see, want to get in my car? I got a <laughs> see, ha, come with me. I've got a cast on my arm. I can't uh, do anything to you, lady. I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> Beat you to death with this tire iron, see? Yeah, see? No, that's just my cane. Just kidding, it's a tire iron. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh, God. We are going to hell. But, okay, back to Chikatilo's fucking dark and dreary Soviet upbringing. He, ha- like, it just seems so fucking miserable. Like, when I think of Soviet Russia, I just think like gray just mm, yes everything Absolutely. was gray and dreary and people dying on the streets but i mean that is literally what he saw like he was in a very bad area for the famine um and um he saw a lot of death and he also saw people dying of hunger and thought his or so his thought like his older brother died of cannibalism. So he was so terrified. And then when his father came home, uh, I think it was 1945, I believe his father came back and he was suffering from tuberculosis. Um, But whenever he was released by the Nazis, the Soviets um, Claimed that he was a traitor. So he was branded a traitor. He was sick. He was just, you know, down and out. They're poor as shit. And 
uh, he came back into the village and was pretty much just like, oh, you're a you're a traitor because anybody caught by the Nazis under Stalin's rule, uh, whenever they returned, they just saw them as traitors because you either died a hero or came back a hero. You didn't come back um, from a prison camp and be labeled a hero. So everyone in the village, you know, made fun of Chikatilo um, because, I mean, they were very poor and his mom was hand-making their clothes. He was super skinny and his dad was just a traitor. He wasn't a war hero like everybody else's dad was. So he was just the, the brunt of everybody's jokes and he was super, super shy. Um, so shy that if a girl sat next to him, he would like turn bright red and wouldn't be able to talk. So, and then he probably jizzed in his pants. <laughs> yeah, just fucking j- shooting off jizzes. Well, I mean, he wasn't shooting off blanks. Um, so he was just shooting sperm off, like not even shooting blanks. Sperm uh, that had a different blood type than his blood type. Because what? he You don't know about that? No. He has a rare he had a rare condition where I want to say like the blood type in his sperm was AB, but his blood type was type A. So like when they did that, when they did his blood test against the sperm, they let him go the first time. Oh, no, no, that was a common. Sorry, that's a common misconception. So they do match. Um, It was because of the Soviet Russia's like fucking stone age typing was so behind um that they mishandled all the evidence Hmm. yeah i read that yeah he he may have had a weird blood type but it wasn't different from that um i there's a documentary about it um, they talk about how the blood type, because he he blamed his sickness on his blood type afterwards, and they're like, no, our uh, our shit was just like way behind. Like mm. after the Soviet Union fell, they admitted that the Soviet um, testing was like Stone Age type of shit, and they could have got him in the beginning, but they mishandled the evidence and lost his blood type and compared it with someone else's sperm. Mm, right. Or so, or compared it with someone else's blood. Right, right. But yeah, that would be kind of cool. I guess that can happen. Maybe. No, it's com- it completely can happen. Yeah, I don't think his was proven to be that because of Russia's terrible... Um, uh, typing at that point like they were so far behind like they didn't even have an investigative team that knew what they were doing and until Soviet Union fell that's when they got uh, this psych- psychologist actually use western psychology to create a criminal profile it took that fucking long <laughs> Jesus yeah yeah, they're way behind. Like they they really didn't want this coming out. So a lot I mean, of the case yeah. was botched at the very beginning. Um 
But yeah, he was shooting spermy sperms of the same DNA, I'm assuming. I mean, it very well could be, but um, according to that <laughs> documentary, it was like a misconception about it. Does he make um, you think of the Lonely Island song, Jizzed in My Pants? <laughs> that's what it makes, makes me, me happier of. than the reality of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just really sad gray Soviet sperm coming out. <laughs> Oh, it would be gray. It wouldn't I'd, even be milky white. It would be gray. It would just be gray and then be like, I don't even want to find this, this, it, this egg. <laughs> the, sperm, the sperm, after it comes out of them, immediately grows legs and runs to get in line for bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Thank God. you. Thank you. I'll be here. I'll be here all week. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, just like immediately takes up smoking and beating their wives. Well, I don't know what their wives would be. <laughs> yeah, they're still little zygotes. We yeah. don't even know if they have peens or vaginas. <laughs> they just immediately smoke, and we are just uh, sperm swimming in a uh, sad, sad Soviet vodka. <laughs> yes, which will eventually kill us before we yeah. before we even reach the uh... the egg. Yeah, but there's well, like a real okay. word for it. It's You're okay. a nurse. <laughs> the egg. <laughs> Zygote meets egg. <laughs> uh, ovaries, the ovaries. Well, that no. Oh. They eat the egg first. They go. I'm Googling. <laughs> <laughs> You're a nurse. <laughs> I know, but they meet the egg. <laughs> I know, but I thought the egg had a name. <laughs> I feel so dumb right now. Well, Jesus. they plant the, uh, the ovary. Yeah. Sperm travels. Is this going to be a children's book? Yeah, they go through the das viscerin, uh, the vas differens up through the spermatic cord into the pelvic cavity, over the ureter to the prostate behind the bladder. Oh, that's just in the through the urethra. If your kids are listening just now, <laughs> Morgan just told them how babies are made. They go through the vagina, through the cervix, to the uterus, down the fallopian tube, into the egg that is inside of the ovary. And that's where fertilization occurs. See? The egg. And then you grow to the size of a watermelon, roughly. When a man loves a woman, he shoots a sperm into her vagina. <laughs> sometimes when they don't love each other or even like each other at all. <laughs> and when a man loves a man, he shoots his sperm into his wherever. Maybe mouth, his back. Back, belly, face, hair. 
feet? I don't what? know. Food. <laughs> Food? I mean, hey, that's the special sauce. Mm, gravy. Mm, gravy. <laughs> like our last episode. We're gross. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, back to uh, poor Soviet Alexei. I mean, not Alexei, sorry. Andre. <laughs> yeah, Alexei was in the movie. We're to the real life now. We're to the real life. So, like I said, he grew up in a really fucking dark time of the Soviet Union. People are starving. Um, and he was being made fun of. So as he was being bullied at school, uh, he still went to school. And all this gossip started. People were making fun of him. He just, like, threw himself into his studies. Um, and around the age of 15 or 16, I think, was when he had his first, quote-unquote, sexual... Uh, first sexual encounter, uh, very loosely sexual. Uh, so he was speaking with this young girl. I've heard a, a few different accounts. Um, he was speaking with his uh, sister's friend, and he like threw her on the ground. And as he was, like, fighting with her on the ground, he immediately ejaculated. And then she, like, was like, what the fuck are you, like, did you just ejaculate? And he was like, no, no. And he was, like, super embarrassed. So she started making fun of him. And then rumors started going around that he would just shoot his load whenever. Um, So he got made fun of more which made him just totally retreat from any normal relationship like he couldn't even talk to girls at all and um he ended up graduating at like the top of his class in this small village and he started to like gain weight and everything and he actually did not look bad you know like i was looking at pictures of him when he was really young And he was, like, a little skinny boy. But then whenever he was, like, 15 to, like, 19, he really, like, grew out and was pretty attractive. So it's kind of um, not surprising that a lot of people would go with him because, I mean, he was, like, he was handsome, like, you know, like a Ted Bundy. He wasn't this creepy dude that you imagine, like, on our that picture that you posted for our uh, podcast, like him being bald, like that's not what he looked like at all when he first started these crimes. Yeah, that's what he became, like like uh, Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely became Gollum. <laughs> um, so after he graduated high school... He um, attempted to go to the University of Moscow, um, but he didn't pass the entrance exam to law school because, I mean, the University of Moscow is, like, really high tier. Like, we only take the best. Um, He probably could have gotten into, like, a smaller law school. I don't know if there's any more around that time. 
Um, but he ended up just staying where he was and went to a um, technical college and believe he studied Russian language and literature first. Um, I know he got a, a his first degree. Um, yeah, he, he graduated high school in 1954, went to college, graduated, and then he went into the Army in 1957. Um, he stayed in the Army for a, just a little bit just to serve his uh, duty, but he did not like it. He was made fun of. He was very quiet. Yeah, he was made fun of like all through his life. Um, he was definitely a victim of bullying because of his shyness. Like he couldn't even freaking talk to anybody. Yeah. He went into the army in 1957 and he did communications for the KGB. Um, and then he joined the communist party in 1960. Um, and I believe he came out of the army in 1961 um that some of the dates are all really weird for different sources um so then he moved to russia and he worked as a telephone engineer and around this time i believe he's around 27 or 28 and his sister was like brother you are a dull, handsome, attractive man, and you have no wife. You must marry. Um, so his sister introduced him to his wife, Theodosia. Um, I really like that name. <laughs> Theo. Um, so they met. He was very shy, per usual. Um, he did not want to have sex with her clearly before the wedding. So he was like, I'm a good boy. Uh, not gonna, you know, have sex with you before we're married. So then the night that they married, they were unable to consummate their marriage because he was unable to sustain, um, an erection. So Morgan, Morgan. what? I just realized something. What? <clears throat> I mean, technically speaking, Andre Chicatello was like holier than us at that age. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but holier on a level of hiding his true self. Yes, I mean, also, given <laughs> that we're not very religious, that's, that's said tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, Chikatilo could have been a freak in the sheet if it wasn't for his sad, sad pee-pee. Uh, <laughs> He probably would have consummated a lot more earlier with that 15-year-old when he was, like, 15 if he didn't. Oh, yeah. He would have consummated the hell out of that. Yeah. He's just like, oh, God, she touched my pants. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
If we had the money to license it, I would just play clips of jizzed in my pants right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wish we could. We're not. Mm. not. Yeah, me too. Andy Sandberg, if you're listening, listening. (laughs) help a girl out. (laughs) Oh my god, but ugh. Yeah, he totally jizzed in his pants a lot growing up. Um, but like I said, like he's hiding everything. Like he wanted to play this wholesome young man who's who's still a virgin, who's just this sweet, reserved, you know, shy guy. But right. I think it was this, you know, this veil. Uh, he always had this psychopathy in him, but it was like this veil that he put on. I mean. He married this woman. Uh, he had these kids. He got these degrees. He looked like, and he was a part of the Communist Party. So he looked like the perfect Soviet guy. Like, and this is why he got away with it for so long because he was part of the Communist Party. He served his duty. Uh, he married. He ended up getting three university degrees. Um, and, oh, back to he had kids. You're like, hold on. How did this gentleman have kids if he couldn't put his pee-pee inside her vivi? So, (laughs) (laughs) so apparently. They didn't have in vitro. Yeah, they didn't have in vitro in Soviet Russia back in the, I guess this was the 70s? 60s, 70s? Yeah, I think it was the 60s, actually. Um, So he ended up, yeah, 63 is when they got married. Uh, 65 is when they had their first baby. So apparently they... (laughs) He masturbated onto her, and then she would push his semen inside her vagina, um, or he would push his semen inside her vagina with the fingers, and then she would sit there in bed, like waiting for it to go up the up the fallopian tube. <laughs> she do she do those. Uh... Those positions that you always see women in movies when they're yeah. trying to conceive. Oh, they definitely did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she was just like pushing it all in there. And she's like, shoot her load. I mean, shoot your load and <laughs> stuff it in me. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and they amazingly gave birth to a daughter. Um, I'm probably going to butcher her name. L- they called her. Luda, but I think it's Luda Ludia Mila. Um, I uh, don't know. <laughs> and then a son named Yure. Uh, and that was in 1969. So then they look like the perfect Soviet family. They ended up, he ended up going to Rostov University. He studied literature, philosophy, and um, I believe he also studied, like, communist philosophy. Uh, So this would be a total of three degrees. Um, And then he became a teacher in a secondary school. Um, But he's so fucking shy. 
And he's so terrible with relationships. Like, I'm surprised that his wife stuck by him. But, I mean, he didn't drink. He didn't beat her. He was nice. I mean, by Russian husband standards at the time, like, he wasn't that bad of a husband. (laughs) Yeah, no, he didn't cheat on her. He was, like, you know, a smart, educated man. He provided for the family. They didn't have a lot, but, I mean, they had more than most around this time. Um, So he was a provider, and she felt safe. Uh, But then around this time is when he started these deviants, so, yeah, by um, by this time standards, like, he was the perfect husband. He didn't beat her. He didn't drink. He didn't cheat on her. Uh, he was highly educated. And then around this time is when he got into these uh, sexually deviant acts. Uh, he started teaching in a secondary school uh, with children. Um, and he started sexually assaulting his freaking students. So it was definitely not talked about due to nothing bad happens in Soviet Russia. Um And so he started sexually assaulting the girls and the boys. Uh, He didn't choose. Like, he just wanted to go for the young ones. And it's probably because they're so young and it was around this time that he started feeling these sexual urges but couldn't, like, you know, act on them. And, I mean, he was known as, like, the creep. And, And he couldn't control the students at all. Uh, the kids nicknamed him, according to this documentary I watched. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, no. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. I didn't write down the source. I will get back to that source in a moment. Um... But at that point, they nicknamed him the Goose, which kind of meant the asshole or the jerk, like in in Russian. Uh, So everyone just made fun of him. Uh, Even the fucking kids, like everybody made fun of him his whole life. (laughs) Like, I don't know why he would go teach the worst people on the earth, like teenagers, like fucking stupid. Um, but anyway, 
he started molesting these girls and boys in the school and everyone knew him as the creep. They ended up firing him like under the table, like, Hey, we know what you're doing. Cause he was reported like several times. Um, but they didn't tell anybody. It was just kept hush hush. So instead of being like banned from ever teaching in a children's school, he just moved to the next town. <laughs> and so when he moved to this next town, this is when it, he kind of like bumped up his game. Um, he actually was like, well, I like the way they squirm pretty much. Like he liked them kind of fighting. Like, he had never really had, you know, this kind of control over anyone. And so he had this weird control over the children. So he liked it. Um, so at this time, he bought a shack. Uh, it was in, like, a rundown area. Um, and it was secret from his wife. It, it was his secret love shack. Yeah, his fucking love shack, which is a fucking terrifying thing to call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's literally a shack and it's disgusting and it's in a rundown area. Um, and this is when he amped up to um, younger girls, definitely, because I think the girls he was molesting, the girls and boys he was molesting at the school were like in their teens. He lured a nine-year-old girl. Her name was Yelena Zakotnova. Uh, he actually met her at a bus stop and said, Hey, kid, I got some bubble gum. Would you like some gum? Because apparently <laughs> Soviet kids didn't have the luxury of bubble gum. So she followed him and he talked to her and he led her into this house. Uh, he attempted to rape her, but I mean, he couldn't keep an erection. So then he, he like tried to over, I mean, he had already overpowered her, but he like could not have sex with her even though she was, you know, fighting back and everything, and he liked it. So uh, she started to struggle. He choked her and then stabbed her repeatedly in the abdomen, and then he just spontaneously ejaculated when he started stabbing her. Um, and then he said that he, like, really enjoyed it. Like, he, this was the first murder. A nine-year-old girl. Like, super cute little girl. Uh, you can see her, her picture on the Wikipedia page. And this was December 22nd of 1978. Um, so, after he killed her, he brought her down to a nearby river. Uh, threw her in and then threw her uh, backpack into the river as well. Um, but then some people had seen him and said that he was talking to her when she was still alive. 
So the police came to the house where it occurred and saw blood. Um, but it was so stupid. They saw blood, but they were like, oh, wait, this is a very educated, you know, family man. He has two kids and a wife and he's part of the Communist Party. He couldn't have done this. So they looked around the area and found another guy who was around the area at the same time. Uh, accused him because he had a lengthy criminal record but didn't include child killing or molesting like uh, Chikatilo did. Uh, his were like petty crimes. So they immediately um, arrested this other guy, let Chikatilo go, and then put the other guy to death. They fucking executed him. And this mm-hmm. isn't the first time that other people were executed for Chikatilo's murders. I don't even know how many people were um, subsequently, you know, put to death because of his shit. But I think it was at least three. Um, Which is three too many. (laughs) Yeah, like, maybe they were bad people, but they didn't fucking rape and murder and dismember people. Um, But this girl, that was his first time, so he just stabbed her and choked her. Um, Later, it gets really, really gruesome. Um, so he was terrified around this time and he went into hiding. Um, he only killed this one girl. He was so scared. So he waited for two years. Uh, his next victim, um, was a 17 year old girl, I believe. Um, Let's see. Yeah, it was two years later. He um, approached her at a bus stop. This is like his thing was to meet children and women at bus stops and and boys. Um, Meet them at bus stops around like um, areas of travel so he could get away. But he approached her at the bus stop and convinced her to walk with him near the woods. Um, and then when no one was around, he pretty much just drug her into the woods. Uh, he, he said he was gonna just say they could drink, uh, vodka and relax. Um, he threw her to the ground. He pulled her into the woods, threw her to the ground, tried to have sex with her. But again, his little willy failed. Um, and then she started to scream and it's kind of like oh what's that guy we were just talking about um that lab last podcast on the left is doing what's his face oh uh arthur shawcross yeah arthur shawcross like he would just stuff their mouths with dirt and leaves um and shawcross learned that from killing like animals so they wouldn't scream Mm-hmm. And so he ended up like stuffing her mouth with a whole bunch of mud and dirt that was around so no one could hear her scream. And then he um, started punching her and strangling her. And then he he bit, I think that, yeah, he, after he strangled her and she was dead, 
Um, he started mutilating the body with a stick and his fingers. I think this was the first one that he uh, kind of molested after death. And he ripped her, uh, I think it was her right nipple off with his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. that was after she died. So this was when he started, like, ramping up to being a cannibal. Um so he, it's just insane that, okay, it started in 78. Uh, he killed one. And then in 81, he killed a second. But then by 1984, he had already killed 23 people. And this was including boys, women, and uh, girls. And around this second murder... He had changed jobs to, um, it was kind of, I think he was like, he was doing something where he needed a trans transport stuff or he was like a manager. Do you remember? Oh shit. I can't remember what job he had around this time, but it, it made him go to different cities, like traveling by bus. So this yeah. kind of opened up his opportunities to you know find someone real quick on a bus or around um, a train station lure them into the woods kill them immediately get back on the train and be gone vanished like a fucking ghost in the wind um so this it, it was like exciting for him too because this was like you know, his second life, like that house, that was his second life. His wife had no idea about the shit he was doing when he was out. Um, so he started, you know, preying on young kids, young women, prostitutes. Uh, he would lure kids away with candy. He would lure kids away with, you know, uh, promises of you know, a better life. Like he had all these different things. He would, um, tell these kids and people and they would follow him. I mean, he looked nice. He was educated. He was well-dressed. He carried around a briefcase with him, um, which later, uh, his first arrest in 1984, after he had killed 23 people, he was arrested first, um, for fondling a prostitute. Um, they opened this brief- briefcase that he had always carried around with him and found Vaseline, ropes, knives, different tools, like very scary stuff, kind of like a kill kit. And, yeah. But they couldn't keep him. So they pretty much let him go. And that is crazy to me. Um, But around this time, I believe they had uh, the like Soviet Russia, like they didn't want to admit that there was a killer on the loose at this point. So only rumors were spreading about all these kids disappearing because, I mean, it's up in the 20s around these small towns. um, And they just you know, didn't want it to get out that someone was on the loose and killing innocent people and mutilating them. 
at this point, he had moved up to ugh, gouging out eyes. Um, he would stab them repeatedly. And he, like the movie, uh, he was very... I think he was pretty like proficient with surgical type of things because they were initially looking for someone who was, you know, very well known about like the human body and everything. Um, but they didn't have uh, anything to go off because they were going by just, you know, an idea and this is around the time that they created a task force, which was like the worst task force ever. Um, they were dumb. They were just playing off all these, you know, ideas. I guess <clears throat> they called it the task force of fools. Um, and there was also another name they gave to it. I can't find it. looking for it they they called it the task force of fools because the uh police around this area were thinking that it was um people coming from the mental institution or mentally handicapped people so they wanted to like you know blame it on something that's just so uh, inconceivable, you know, not some nice communist party guy it was, you know, the dregs of society. Uh, I can't remember the name, but they were saying that it was the local insane asylum that people were getting out of. So they started like investigating that, but nothing turned up. So then they started investigating all the people with uh, mental health issues. Um, I mean, he wasn't—he wasn't one of those suspects. They probably could have caught him way before if they would have had some kind of insight into how criminology works. But they didn't want to adopt anything from Western thought. So they were just going off, oh, it's Satanism. Oh, they're trying to take these people and steal their organs. But yeah, <clears throat> he didn't steal their livers or, you know, their kidneys. He stole their fucking uteruses and ate them. Because <laughs> he had an obsession with uteruses. Yeah, he loved the uteruses. Um, In that documentary I saw... Ugh, it's a quote that this guy says, and it's so disgusting. He said, Oh my god, what is it? Oh, uh, he said he would li he liked to remove the uterus, and in his words, he liked to nibble on it because they were so pink and springy. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. Ugh. Yeah, so, I mean, he was a rage killer, too. So, I think a lot of these happened after death. There's not, like, a lot of details on, you know, all of the deaths because a lot of it was kept under wraps by the Soviets. Um, but they did include, like, some things like uterus missing or eyes gouged out or vagina cut in half or, 
you know, the the person was stabbed over 40 times, but they don't really attach these to the victims. They just say what he did. Um, so he really just rage killed and then just experimented on their bodies and would definitely mutilate them. Um, some beyond recognition, like some haven't even been named like they, their area. This stuff was so bad. Um, people would be found with um, like 40 knife wounds uh, to the head, neck, chest, and the vagina. And then he would cut off the genitals of the boys. He would almost decapitate some of them. Some of them were strangled to death. Some of them were mutilated. And it's so crazy because usually uh, serial killers like, you know, a one sex uh, one race or, you know, one age group, but he just had a wide range. And from earlier, like we were saying, I thought the youngest one was nine and I thought the youngest one was eight, but in actuality, the youngest one was seven, seven. And he was the first one to be connected to this possibility of a serial killer. Um, which took mm-hmm. way too fucking long to say it was a serial killer. Way too long. Way too long. I mean, he, what was it, 12 years? And he ended up murdering, uh, f- what was it, 56, 46? So he was convicted of 52, but he claimed 56 or more. Yeah. Uh, some of them they couldn't find because he buried them. Uh, but others they did find um, that they didn't even know existed whenever he started confessing to this stuff. Like, he's like, oh, I'll take you to them. And there's, like, video of him leading them through a graveyard and and saying, yeah, I buried this boy over here. I killed him and cut off his penis and everything. And then they start to dig, and he's sitting there and just like, ah, oh, this is a normal day. And they uncover a shoe. And it's like a little boy that they didn't even know that had been yeah. murdered. Yeah, um, but yeah, he he um he escaped that first, you know, brush with the law, or actually, I should say, second, um, with that prostitute, and he was just charged with like lewd acts or something. Uh. Stop being lewd, Andre. Yeah, this was this was in 1984 um, because he they were actually looking at this point for the killer, and this was in in 84 when he started in 78. So in 1984, he had murdered 23 people, and this is when they're like, "Hey, wait, maybe this is something not right." Um, they found him fondling the prostitute, got him for lewd acts, and that's when they found his briefcase full of the Vaseline ropes and various tools, knives, everything. Um, that's when they took his blood. Uh, and that's where the mix-up came into place because apparently they mixed his – they lost his blood and then compared someone else's blood to, his, to the semen – um, so he wasn't caught. He could have very well been caught at this point, but somehow uh, they managed to f- fuck this up, like, royally. 
Uh, so he got away with it and he thought he was, you know, untouchable at this point. So he continued to go on these trips where he was gone days at a time from his family to go from city to city doing this job. I can't remember the job. So he's going down train lines, bus lines, getting transients, getting prostitutes, getting children, uh, murdering them, then coming back home and being this normal father-like figure who was just, you know, this good person who didn't beat his wife, he didn't get drunk. Uh, so, but in actuality, he's living this, you know, dual life of totally eviscerating and... um like just tearing apart these people like yeah he's worse than a alcoholic or a wife beater yeah it kind of reminds me of you know dennis raider like dennis raider had this he was always like you know kind of weird he was very forceful and he'd say weird inappropriate things during like boy scout meetings um, so they kind of knew it was like a creep, but he was so involved, you know, in the church and he was a family man. He had a wife, he had children, but Dennis Rader is fucking sick. Like, oh, BTK is just a piece of work. Yeah. BTK is a fucking piece of shit, but like, ah, uh, but they, they're kind of similar in this, you know, this duality aspect like Dennis Rader could you know uh survive as the family man and everything like he was a little weird but um he got away with it for so long and could have gotten away with it forever if it wasn't because of his fucking ego and stupidity but you know uh bad poetry (laughs) (laughs) yes really bad poetry uh Gary Ridgway was like that too like, you know, he led a dual life. Yeah. Hooker murderer by night. I'm sorry, sex worker killer by night. But Gary Ridgway was such an idiot. Like, I was a dumbass. <laughs> he was so dumb. What was his IQ? Like, 60, 70? I want to say, yeah, something like that. Like, just teetering the line. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely, you know, similar in that aspect. But, like, Dennis Rader fucking jizzed himself when he saw a nine-year-old hanging from a rope. Like, you know, not even sexual. Sorry. That was so bad. But, like, this, this guy, he had this dual life. And, you know, he was good at hiding it. And he hid it for a long time. Yes, he did. But then he got too comfortable. Um, around 1990, uh, Russia, you know, the Soviet Union had fallen. Um, so that's when they were like, look, we need to do something about this because it's been so long. We know there's a guy out there murdering people along train and bus rides and it's children. It is sex workers. It is everything in between. Um, so they ended up getting, uh, Western thought into their policing. So they knew he was doing the train lines. They knew that was a fact. So what they did, they thought it was a good idea to kind of 
lure him into a secluded area, like a secluded train line. So they started flooding the big train lines with policemen, police officers, uh, who would search people and looking for this guy. So it kind of pushed him into a smaller train area, like a train line that was, you know, in small villages. But they still had police officers there, but they were in plain clothes. So there were the these plain clothes detectives um, or undercover detectives were were told to watch out for men trying to lure young women or children um, with them. So in November of 1990, there was an undercover detective at some small town train station. I can't remember the name. Uh, They saw a tall mid fifties man coming out of the woods. His face was covered in blood and he had a really a large laceration to one of his fingers. Uh, This undercover detective stopped him, questioned him Um, he saw him washing his shoes and saw him washing his clothes off and he had a, um, case with him. So this detective stopped him, started questioning him, um, but he couldn't hold him because he had no evidence uh, other than that blood, but he said it was from his finger. So he took down the report and got his papers and it was different. It was Andre Chikatilo. Um, So he let him go. But then the next day, uh, someone walking, which I don't know why the cop didn't be like, let's go walk through the woods. What were you doing? You know, but I guess. Yeah, right. I guess he couldn't do that by himself. I don't know. Uh, But they found a young girl's body in the woods. So he was he was arrested. They they ended up like doing undercover stuff because they uh, had his name. So he was found outside of a bar drinking beer, trying to convince some young boy to come with him, uh, I think, to go for a walk. And they have it on camera of them arresting him. And he's just so calm. He doesn't fight it. And he's just like, okay. Uh, So this is when he's arrested. And they, you know, this is the end to a 12 year murder spree of uh sex i don't want to say rape like you said you know sexually molesting torturing murdering and mutilating over 40 people um so in russia at this time the police had to prove he did it within 10 days or let him go. And he couldn't be charged with murder after that. Um, which is pretty crazy that that's how their law works. So, Mm -hmm. so they pretty much like brutalized him with, you know, questioning and everything for a while. And he wasn't budging. Like he was like, nah, I didn't do it. Nope. And, (laughs) They were like, hmm, maybe the Americans were onto something right. I don't know what accent that is, but they're like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we need Western thought. I don't know. Uh, 
<laughs> I can't do it. Are you like a bad French waiter? <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> He's like, that's the Dania. Hello. Vigits. I think that's Russian. Oh, shit. I don't remember. Is Vigits Russian? I, I do not know. I used to know a little bit more Russian thanks to my asshole friends. Um, other than I want to suck your dick. But, uh, yes. So they ended up... <laughs> they ended up getting this uh, psychiatrist in there. And his name was Alexander Bukinovsky. Uh He stayed with him for a couple of days. He ended up confessing uh, to all the 36 murders. And then he started confessing to more. And once they didn't even know he had done. Like the the guy that got murdered for his first... I mean, the guy who got executed for his first murder. He he admitted to that one. Um, Yeah. He didn't... Like, on this documentary, they were saying the shell broke. And that's when he started to come out of his shell and was more comfortable. Because at first, he was, like, terrified, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, okay, well, he was kind of, like, happy. Like, he wanted to show them how he did it. I can't remember what other serial killer that was. What's the tall guy? Uh, Richard Ramirez? No. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Edmund Kemper. Yeah, Kemper. He liked to reenact stuff. Um, oh, yeah. He really got into it. He cut um, his mom's head off, right? Kemper? Th- yeah, and then put her in the t- facing the garden so she could look at the roses. <laughs> yeah, killed her best friend, too. I kind of love that. <laughs> <laughs> He also killed his grandparents before he killed his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Kemper is a piece of shit. Um, but I love, I love with the comedy boys. with his killings. <laughs> yeah. I love what the uh, boys on last podcast call her. I mean, him. Call him. They call him Bumblebutt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Old Bumblebutt. Big Kemper. Mm hmm. Yeah. So. It was kind of like he opened up and became himself finally. Like he wasn't hiding behind this shroud of this perfect communist family. Um, So he ended up like taking them to different crime scenes. He also reenacted his crimes with dummies and all on camera. This is called on like he even... Showed them how he tied them up with ropes. He even used like fake knives to reenact where and how he stabbed them and how he gouged out their eyes or how they he cut out their uteruses and other organs. Um, so he was really fucking getting into it, and it was like no shame. And you know, this guy's like super shy, he can't even talk to people, but whenever he started talking about his crimes, like everything just poured out of him. Um, so you know what it, his it reminds real me of? Self. What? It reminds me of um, the autistic kid that was obsessed with me that was also obsessed with airplanes. 
I do not remember this child. <laughs> he would he would follow me around, um, on the camp on the campus of the college we went to together. He'd follow me around like yelling my name, and oh. then all, all he'd want to talk about was airplanes. And like I get that he's autistic, but at the same time, like, bruh, I'm yeah. You gotta learn boundaries if you're. You know, like you're trying to be in the real world. You've got to learn that not everyone's going to want to talk to you all the yeah, time, especially when you've been Loki stalking them. That wasn't the guy who like was the accused rapist on campus, was it? No, 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 no. That creepy guy. I wonder where he is now. I'll kill him. <laughs> wow. Coming in hot, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're a molester out there, I'll kill you. He's probably in Rapist, jail. I'll kill you. He's probably in jail. <laughs> I mean, if I had to take a wild guess. That yeah. is if he did it, because I believe in innocent until proven guilty. Well, I believe my blind friend that was molested by him. Wait, oh, she was molested by him? Yeah, and she wouldn't report it to anybody, and oh. I convinced her to. And then when she went to the campus, I'm not going to say the college or anything where we went and because protect, you know, the victim. But yeah. whenever she went to the campus, because I was like, you need to say something and I'll go with you. They said, how do you know it's him? You couldn't even see him. I knew they were going to say some shit like that. And we, we went to an ignorance. slipped out. And yeah, she just closed up and I felt so bad. So I anonymously reported him several times. Good. Several Good. times. Good. He deserved it. To the police and the campus police. So fuck that guy. I hope they're on I hope he's on somebody's radar. Yeah, fuck yeah. that guy. Although I will tell you this, the campus police didn't do jack shit, did they? No, they didn't. No, not at all. Because I had to yeah, the police wouldn't even really do anything. They said they would look into it, but that was it. So I like, just kept calling and pretending to be different people. I'm not going to say the town, but it's not like they just had a lot to do there. Yeah, right? Why don't you get a rapist off the streets rather than some kid drinking? Oh, they did love to do that. Yeah, fucking Mississippi assholes. Like, ugh. Or... Say you're just, you know, on a back road making out with your boyfriend. Why you gotta knock the flashlight on the on the window? Yeah, and why do you gotta <laughs> say I do a California roll? It's a fucking sushi. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sorry that I didn't come to a complete stop that stop sign, but nobody died. Cop was like, call that. California roll. And I was like, I like sushi. <laughs> and he was like, step out of the car. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't find that funny. Yeah. Luckily, I had the... Uh, I mean, I don't do drugs now, but I did drugs then. But I knew the law and the guy couldn't grab my vagina. It was totally there. Oh. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> Can I just say, what woman... Who's procured illegal drugs at some point? Doesn't matter what kind it was. What woman hasn't shoved some drugs in there? Yeah, I have. I sure have. Yeah, never use your bra, ladies, because the police can make you shake out your bra. Yep, they'll do that. 
but they're not going to stick their hand up your hoo-ha. Uh-uh. They're not even going to stick their hand in your panties. And if they and do, if they don't, cut it off. Yeah, and I mean, if they have probable cause, you might get taken downtown, and then they might cavity search you, maybe. But the law is they have to search you on site. Yeah, and they have to have, you know, like, again, no, police officer. But in well, small town Mississippi... It doesn't always matter. Hard to find. Well, I mean, those things don't always matter anywhere. Have you seen the yeah. news? Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> I mean... It's been a heated year. Yeah. I mean... I'm pretty fortunate that, you know... I mean, I'm just going to say, like, I've got it better than some people, especially than, you know, oh. minorities. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I fully will admit that um, because of the way I look, uh, people treat me better than other than some other people. Um, not the tippy top, because I have a nose ring and tattoos and blonde hair. I mean, blue hair. So, you know. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't have it good with uh, TSA for some reason all over the world. I mean, all the airport security. Really? For some reason, yeah, I don't know if I look like a, um, a transcontinental know- terrorist or something, but I've been pulled out in searches in Dominican Republic. I was pulled out of line in uh, Berlin. I was pulled out in line in Dominican Republic twice, actually, uh, uh, I get I get wiped for gunpowder and explosives every single time I go to an airport. What? Yeah, yeah, I've been pulled out. I've been brought into like secret rooms and stuff. I don't know what the fuck it is, but they're like, "Oh, it's just random," and I'm like, "This happens to me every time I fly." I, like, don't, I don't think it's think random. It's random. <laughs> yeah, no, um, in Costa Rica, I got pulled out. Three different times. I got pulled out going through, like, the connector to the plane. So a security guard stopped me. What the fuck? And they said that they were alerted that I was carrying uh, explosives. Do you just scream, bomber? I don't <laughs> fucking know. Like, like I'm a five-foot-one curly-haired, tan, white girl. Like, I don't fucking know. But it's you're, happened like, every time. You're, you know, like, you're not threatening at all, you know? You, like, you're a slightly stupid fan. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not threatening. Yeah, I listen to slightly stupid. <laughs> Andrew makes fun of me that I love them so much. I like I remember them being one of your favorite bands. I've never forgotten that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. See, like I like all kinds of music, but slightly stupid. It's got a special place in my heart. But yeah, no, I've gotten pulled out of so many flights. It's ridiculous. That's bananas. Um before I started dyeing my hair, you know, particularly crazy colors, um, I, I think it's just because I look really young. 
even though like the, yeah you look very young i look very young and even though officers like definitely look at my um driver's license you know i don't think they actually like add up what the birth date would mean they just like purely go off by the way i look like because that's the way they treat me i've gotten away with things that other people would have got i feel like would have gotten in serious trouble for for instance a classic anna uh road mishap so i'm in my old um honda crv that i used to drive and um i'm in the left lane right Oh, the fast lane. Yeah. I'm in the fast lane. Fast Fast lane. lane. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm in the fast lane. Um on like uh shit, I don't remember what highway that is. I'm starting to forget Mississippi highways. That's nice. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. Fifth pro it was you know what? It was definitely 55. It was interstate 55. Yeah, that's an interstate. I-55. You're in the left lane. Interstate. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, left lane. I-55. Um, I'm blasting. Like, top of my speakers blasting Prince's greatest hits. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, I think I'm singing along with Prince. Little... Well, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say "Little Red Corvette," but sure, like that particular song. Yeah. So I was listening to that, singing along, like super distracted, like looking forward and going through the motions of driving and paying attention in that manner, but not really paying attention to anything around that little bubble and just like jamming out, you know. I finally looked to the side of me. Because I hear, like, a horn or something. I look to the side of me, and in the grass, like, driving along, trying to keep up with me as a cop. Who finally gets my attention. Yeah, because he's trying to, like, get my attention. Apparently, he was behind me. But I (laughs) never... Just jamming. Screaming so loud. Yes. Did not see the lights. I'm deaf. I didn't hear the sirens. He pulls up beside me and gets me to roll my window down. And he's like, did you not hear or see me? And I was like, uh, no. I was jamming to Prince. (laughs) (laughs) Was he a Prince fan? Was he? I don't know, but this was like right after Prince died. And um, he just kind of looked at me and was like, just go on, but pay attention. Turn that down. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I know. Like, a lot of people would have gotten a ticket. Yeah, for real. I didn't, because I think I think Prince saved me from getting a ticket. <laughs> Prince was there. It, I, think, was there. You know, I think that cop looked over at me and was like, this little white girl likes Prince. All right, she's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, Prince. And... And I it can't was do Prince's it, no, no, that's and like more Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that was way more Michael Jackson. Like Prince. Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Too far in the other direction. Too far in the other direction. 
<laughs> You're making me cough. Damn, Damn, that's a strong cough you got there. COVID. It's not. It's not COVID. It's, <laughs> it's called being a chronic pot smoker. You need to get on that uh, edible jam, Missy. I just, I just ate a chocolate chip edible cookie. I'll have you know. <laughs> nice. But um, you know, not everything could be edible. I will. I do plan to get a vape at some point. Um, but they're expensive. Yes. Uh, so. Donate to our Patreon. <laughs> so, so Anna can um, vape her weed instead <laughs> of um, instead of just burning it in a glass pipe. Provide Anna with adequate marijuana intake. The mm-hmm. safest way. The edible way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would love it if I just had like a little tincture. So I just like legalize put... it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't criticize it. <sighs> hey, were we talking about serial killers? <laughs> we were. Um, I, th- I feel like we finished, though. Did we? Yeah. Uh, Chickadillo always finished, but um, never went through with it. Oh, no. We did not finish. Sorry, guys. We got, like, really sidetracked. Really Really sidetracked. We're, like, really good at that. (laughs) My apologies. So he was... Okay, back to it. He was uh, arrested, like I said. Uh, They had 10 days to tie him to the murders, and that's when he, like, went full-fledged, happy to show and tell. Um... And he even, like, showed the police on video camera where they found where he uh, had buried other victims. Um, It's all on camera. I don't know if I said this earlier, but uh, he led police to an abandoned old cemetery um, and told them that he had killed a small child. Um, and he said he was buried under leaves and in a shallow grave. They started digging and uncovered a, a child's shoe. It was later confirmed that it was a small boy. I don't have his name, but they did finally, um, name the boy. And I think he was like 12. I can't find the article now um it was one that they didn't even think because he he confessed to 17 more than they even thought he did because he was only um accused of 36 and he was like nah bruh i got 17 more of them bitches um so (laughs) (laughs) so then they uh they actually had him held on multiple charges. Uh, and like we said earlier, the ages range from 7 to 45. There were boys, girls, and women. In court, they had him, like our, our picture showed, they had him in a an Olympic 
issued. I don't know why they gave in him an Olympic shirt. I have no fucking clue. I thought that was weird. I mean, it looked kind of like stylish, I guess, in the seventies. <laughs> but like, I guess, yeah, they put him in that shirt, uh, and they shaved his head. And that's what they do with all prisoners in Russia, or at least they did back then in the 90s. Um, They shaved his head just to keep lice down. Um, That's just like standard practice. So they shave every prisoner's head whenever they go in. I mean, Uh, I'd rather be bald than have lice, I think. Right? Yeah, I would too. I would just be like, shave me. And they're like, we don't have to. I'm like, shave all of me. (laughs) Shave me everywhere Everywhere Even my toes (laughs) Especially my toes They're scarier than you would think What about my butthole No I'm just kidding Um, (laughs) 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 Just bleach it No Uh, So anyway They (laughs) shaved his (laughs) And they put him in that Olympic stylus ass Like 70s style shirt um, and they put him in a fucking cage I don't know if anyone has seen these videos you can google them you can youtube them you can watch this oh my god I haven't been naming any of my sources because I'm a terrible podcaster um, we will list them on the Instagram and in the show notes yeah because the last history on my YouTube account was percolator dance battle and that is <laughs> not what i watched <laughs> did you just say percolator dance battle yeah it worked the other night we were talking about the percolator and uh we were trying to find videos of the percolator and there was a dance battle and it's just drunk people falling on the floor during a wedding um. it's stupid See, here's what, after you said that, here's what I wanted to happen. I wanted there to be a little animation of two old-timey coffee pots that had a (laughs) dance-off. I really wish that was true, but... Yeah, me too. It was not that at all. My uh, my version's oh. better than reality. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> hey, sometimes it's better than reality. Um, but what did? Oh my god! I know it was the uh, the butcher of Rostov. I think is the name of the documentary. Butcher of Rostov, not the butcher of Blavikin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's called Andre Chikatilo, the Butcher of Rostov. It is available for free on YouTube. Wow, God. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to play that. Oh, my God. Can you hear that? I can, yes. I'm um, so sorry. <laughs> what the fuck was that? The Butcher of Rostov documentary. <laughs> Lovely. I'm sorry. I hope we don't have to pay um, royalties. I mean, it was like two seconds. I think you're good. Well, that's what the beginning of the YouTube video sounds like for you listeners out there. That's a little jarring. But yeah, they have a video of him. So they placed him in a cage. He's bald. He's like shaking. He looks like a fucking wild animal. 
Like mm-hmm. he's he's making these grimaces and smiles and he's like shaking. He looks extremely nervous. But then there are all these uh, Russian mothers. Uh, what are the the grandmothers called? Like babushkas? Um, babushka. Yeah, the babushkas and the mothers, they are screaming in the court. They say, give him to us. Like, they are yelling. Um, and, I mean, I can't even imagine, like, like, being a mom and realizing that, you know, you thought you had closure when this man was put to death for your child's murder. And then you find out it wasn't true at all. And there's a bigger, badder, more evil monster with these, you know, these fucking teeth his fucking teeth dude i know look at his teeth you just see you know this evil and this like i don't know this whole (sighs) biting human flesh like you can just see it in him and he's just wild in this cage and they ended up like they only put him in the cage to protect him not to protect the people in the court. Um, and well, the, to be fair, the court would have ripped him to pieces. Yeah, and this was around the time, like I said earlier, when the, the Soviet Union fell, it wouldn't have been like this at all. They actually gave him a trial. Um Like, Mm -hmm. before this, it was like, okay, well, you're accused, and we find you guilty, and it was kind of a hush-hush thing, and you run you into a room, they shoot you, you're dead, okay, everything's over. But this was a spectacle. They had literally a type of Western-style jury, so there was one uh, prosecutor in the middle, and there were I think two or three citizens to each side of the prosecutor, and then there was the family members in the court, and that was all that was allowed in besides journalists and stuff, because this was a hot case. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, people were, like, crowded around the court. They wouldn't allow everybody in. This was, like, right when the Soviet Union fell. This was when everybody was hot on McDonald's French fries, like, hopped up on fucking Coca-Cola and Nike. So they're like, fuck yeah. This is the trial of the century. This is the new Russia. We're going to fucking pelt this guy with, uh, like, cheap-ass, salty goodness French fries or some, like, you know... (laughs) Like uh, McDonald's special sauce, and um, but anyway, they had all these babushkas and moms just screaming, and it, it like if you watch it online, there's various videos you can look up of like it's pretty just, intense. Yeah, just Google Andre Chikatilo. It's just like horror screams, and I mean, I don't speak Russian, but I can feel that like. I want to kill you and you've ruined my life and I want to take yours like this just deep guttural groaning from all these visceral hatred. It's it is very intense. Um, And they actually rushed the cage uh, and he's just sitting there like, you know, smiling, open his eyes wide. He's blinking in this really weird inhuman like way. 
Uh, he's like pulling on his clothes. He's just completely uh, at, uncomfortable. At one point, he completely strips his clothes off. Yeah, so they're saying that he was feigning uh, insanity because he knew that at this point, if he could prove that he was insane, that he would just live his life out in in a sane asylum and he'd be good. Yeah. So at one point, yeah, he drops his pants and just starts like masturbating and yelling at everybody in there. Mm -hmm. Like he... Mm -hmm. He starts, uh, so, the first part, though, because this indictment took two days to go over because it was 222 case books full of evidence of his confessions, of crime scene photos that they had to go over, and it was 222 indictments on him. So, it took two days to list all of these indictments meanwhile all the families are just fucking screaming and losing their shit because this dude's just so trapped in a cage like an animal so of course he starts you know playing i'm the crazy guy in here when in actuality i think every murder or serial killer is crazy but i think you know they know right from wrong. i don't like not to say like, not like they are completely out of their facilities though yes i don't like how they say if they're mentally ill or not because i th i believe that all murderers are mentally ill you know there's there's some loose change up in their brain space just jingling around mm -hmm. um some bats loose what is it bats in the belfry like yeah, and a, occasionally one of those quarters hits the kill button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they lost some marbles. So mm -hmm. I believe that every like serial killer has some screws loose. So I don't like that term ever of them being like, were they mentally ill or not? It's like, yeah, they're mentally ill, but do they realize the depravity of what they did? And he did. Yeah, he of course. Loved every minute of it, and he bragged about it. He also later, like, kind of says, like, yeah. Um, there's a quote by him. He said, "Yeah, and now my brain should be taken apart piece by piece and examined, so there won't be any others like me." Because yeah. he knew he's fucked up. Oh, he yeah. knew it. Um. So meanwhile, in this this court case, uh, he was found guilty on October fourteenth, nineteen ninety two, which was uh, shortly after he was arrested. I believe I, I think it was like a year later after he was arrested. He was found guilty. Uh, no, he was arrested in nineteen ninety, and then he was on trial nineteen ninety two. Uh, he was found guilty. And he was convicted to death uh, for the murders of, I believe he was convicted of 46. Uh, Something I think. like that. Yeah, there's the, there's multiple numbers around. Um, he admitted to 50, 52, no, 56. He was convicted of 52. Oh, um that's according to Wikipedia. Uh, 
Um, so then in on February 15th, 1994, he was led to a private cell that was padded with um, like soundproof walls. And he was shot in the back of the head behind the right ear. Swift and quick. He deserved something worse. He did. And a lot of the mothers wanted to see him. They wanted to kill him themselves. Like when they rushed the cage, they had to like just bat these mamas away. Like, because they were going to murder him. Get his balls. Get the butcher knife. We're going <laughs> to take his balls. The butcher of Rostov. I'll butcher his Rostov. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though. Yeah, he deserved way more. He was a fucking maniac. Um, a lot of the crime descriptions aren't even released because they're so fucking brutal, but he nibbled on uteruses and um, he, yeah, took out organs. He mutilated bodies. He popped out their eyeballs. And these were children. A lot of these that he mutilated so badly. It's fucking sick. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, I guess that's kind of the end of him. He's dead. Mm-hmm. So. He's dead. So, um, I gotta be honest with you guys. I'm not sure as of this moment if we're going if our next episode is going to be on Wolf Creek or if it's going to be on a not yet picked um movie uh chosen by uh the hardcore band Modern Dayscape. Um uh Wolf Creek will be done with our great guest Keith McNally um, but we don't know what modern day escape is going to pick yet for uh, the film come on guys so uh <laughs> yeah uh, I'm going to email them um, probably tomorrow though and so just, it'll be a surprise yeah so that'll be a bit of a surprise because I don't know which one we're going to release first so it's either Wolf Creek or it's something else but either way uh our next two episodes will have guests it won't just be morgan and i so that's like a fun october halloweeny treat i guess halloweeny (laughs) (laughs) halloweeny dog (laughs) yeah um oh my god i really want to see a dachshund in like a dracula outfit now How cute would that be? That would be so cute. I'm going to make Aussie a little doggy costume. Yeah. Because I'm going to make um, Sid, the kitty cat, the big old black. Uh, he is. T- he totally has Maine Coon in him. Like, he's bigger than Aussie, uh, who's a beagle. So he keeps growing, and he won't stop. And he's very fluffy, but... 
I'm going to make him. Do you think he's around the same size as Jonesy? He's bigger. He's bigger than Jonesy? Yeah. Yeah, RC way. I have no idea, but he's bigger than RC. He's taller and longer than RC, and RC's a beagle. Yeah. Jonesy weighs like 30 pounds. (laughs) Jonesy's, no offense, Jonesy's just fat. No, he's tall. <laughs> he's tall too. Maybe it's only twenty pounds. I think it's only twenty pounds. I'm just kidding. But I mean, he's he's a long boy. He's a, he's long, a long boy. Yeah. No, I want to make our RC Will from. Uh, I know it's like you know so last season, but I want to make RC Will from um, Stranger, uh, Things? Stranger Things, and I want. To make Lotus Nancy. I'm just going to make her Nancy. And then I'm going to make Sid a Demogorgon. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sid is fucking massive, though. He takes yeah. up my whole torso to, like, my knees if I stretch him out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's bigger than, like, a baby. Like, I, I hold him in my arms, but he falls out of it. Because he likes to be held like a baby. <laughs> yeah. So Jonesy he... doesn't like me to pick him up. Aww. No, Sid loves to be picked up. And lately I've just been sitting outside with him in my lap and he falls asleep. That's cute. Yeah, well, I'll take the doggy for pee-pee. It's okay that Jonesy doesn't like to um, snuggle with me, though. Because uh, Lucy does. So Jonesy would probably crush you. He is a big boy. He is a thick boy. Here, I'll um, send you a picture of me with said how big he is. I don't think I have a comparison for me, but yeah, go for it. Oh, by the way, guys, um, bye. Oh, yeah. We'll see you <laughs> next time. <laughs> next time. We're just talking about cats. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't care. Peace. Well, yeah, I think everybody should tell their friends about us and how cool totally. we are. Totally, totally. <laughs> smash that like button. Yeah, smash that like, slam that follow, sling that share. <laughs> sure. All those sure. things. <laughs> All right. Good the night. Pot, the pot cookie is really kicking in, guys. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Or a good day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.